In this episode, we're going to do a little bit of a follow-up to part of episode 23 about mental toughness. And I'm going to share with you some stories that are from me as well as other people I know that are either in the intelligence community or in the special operations community, both current and former, talking about the effect this lifestyle can have on you and the people around you. I thought this was important to discover because there's more and more people talking about wanting to be a gray man or more like a gray man in their everyday lives. And I think you should go into it knowing the potential of what could happen to you and those around you and know that the idea of it's not going to happen to me isn't reality. Not all the stories necessarily will pertain to the everyday life of people nowadays, but I think it will highlight a few things that are important and some of it are things that can affect anybody at any time. So that's what we're going to talk about in the gray man story what the life's like, the toll it takes on you and your family and those around you and how it can change things, not always for the better. And that's what we're going to discuss right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. So the first thing to look at is culture, the culture of not only your society, but perhaps something more specific whether it's family, religion, politics, wherever you are in the world. Now, while I'm going to explain a lot about American culture in general that doesn't necessarily affect everybody, most of us here, whether we admit it or not, do realize that the cultural changes where you're at or in your family doesn't mean by any stretch of the imagination this won't affect you. But in America, we are considered an arrogant society. Compared to most of the rest of the world, that's very true. We don't have the large families anymore. I mean, some people do, but for the most part, we don't get the large families with lots of kids like we did 100 years ago, whereas some cultures are like that. We don't put as much emphasis on education as some other cultures do. And even if we try to, our education system is by no means as good as it is in other societies. We tend not to be as supportive or joined together as a team in our families as other societies are. We look more for our independence going into our teens and early 20s, getting away, setting our own path, our own life, our own thoughts and opinions, oftentimes not realizing that we're disrespectful to our elders or to our own parents or grandparents in the process of gaining our own autonomy, whereas in other societies that's unheard of. We don't spend our lives thinking about taking care of our own families our extended families, or our parents. Most people just don't. They focus mainly on the own family they have. It's not uncommon anymore in America and some Western countries to go longer portions of your life before you even get married and have kids, if you even do that. Whereas 50 years ago, it was just kind of part of society that you got married early and had a family. Now, there's nothing wrong with any of these things. It's just understanding what our culture is now. And even though it's changed, a lot of these truths are somewhat universal especially in the Western world, for the ideas and stories I'm going to tell you. And I've met people and talked to them in other countries that either worked in the intelligence communities there or the special operations communities and even discussing the cultural differences have found it had little effect on their lives because the toll of the job is pretty much the same for everybody everywhere. It still affects them pretty much the same way. Now, why the path to get there may be different, part of the reason is I bring up the American culture is because that's where most of the people are that I know that I've had these discussions with. We usually get in our mid-20s 
if it even takes that long to really push for our own autonomy or take it, essentially. It was actually in my mid to late 20s when I started going down the path of getting into this community. I'd already started to do some things in the special operations world. I was getting more into that and then eventually going into the intelligence community, which carried me into my late 30s before I was no longer cleared for worldwide deployment, which while that's part of how I exited the military, I still was in the intel community and then it wasn't much later anyway that injuries caught up to me to where I couldn't be deployed worldwide and I chose to leave that community completely. So I'll start off by saying for those who really want to get more gray or be more like a gray man and the things I hear, take it in the realm of reality with a grain of salt. My suggestion is to go into it looking to increase your privacy, which I think is more and more important these days, whether it's just limiting the amount of stuff you're tracked on or advertising following you to completely being off the grid or whatever your goals are there. And then also security, which plays into that. Now, some people look into the bigger, badder things that could happen. I realize that. But use it as a tool to enhance your everyday life. Don't try to go into it being this professional gray man because that's just not going to happen. Like anything, people start out with this being exciting, being this new cool thing, thinking it's a lot more than what it is. And through that excitement, we start to make decisions that we don't realize affect other people. So part of it is the secrecy. And when you're doing this professionally, that's just a requirement. That's a job requirement. But look at it this way. Stay in touch with whatever's normal in your everyday life. You have to have that baseline of sanity, but you also need to maintain constant regular relationships and not distance yourself too much from them. If you do that, you're going to run into some issues. So using some examples from people I know, one of the things is like, you're mid to late 20s, you're getting into this world. And because of the requirements of the job, you end up going dark essentially. Or maybe you have to tell your family you just can't talk to them that much. In my personal experience, my first assignment, I was deployed overseas, so I didn't really see him, I think, more than once physically in a three and a half year time frame. Then I lived very close to them, which wasn't my choice. It's just how it worked out for several years. And then I started to get into this community. And by that time, there was members of my family I didn't even see that much, and some that I did. And that was just due to geography and time. And then I pretty much disappeared for about 10 years. And it wasn't really something I could avoid, and it was something I chose to do in my career field. Now, I already wasn't around some of them anyway. Then I disappeared for about 10 years, and then after I left the military, I was still around for about a year trying to visit family. And then I went back in the community for a while. Part of the effect this had was an amplified thing that's already kind of normal in our culture. One is, at some point, we leave home, typically in our teens to early 20s, or even if we're leaving home then, and people are saying college are still in regular contact with their family. But eventually, we live our own lives, do whatever we're doing, and we're gone for two or three years doing whatever. We're not around much. We're starting to visit, and there may be stress in the family. And One thing people run into is this idea families have about these other family members like me where they think, well, you're this kind of person, you like these kind of things, this is who you are, this is how you behave. Now, whether or not that was ever true, what they don't realize is the current memory they have of you in their head was their last most consistent interaction. So if that was a year ago, not a huge deal, but when it's 10 or 15 years ago, they aren't willing to accept the fact that you're a completely different person. So depending on how you 
deal with this can cause conflict in your life. So one thing to realize is that the farther you try to go down this path and the less you try to maintain or establish in regular relationships with people you already know, is more likely that as you naturally and normally change, they're going to start identifying differences and think there's something wrong with you. It's not that there's anything wrong. It's just the norm they've established in their head. Most people aren't willing, especially in this culture, to adjust or accept has changed. And therefore, they see something being wrong with you. I say that in the beginning because that's the most likely thing you're going to see. And I also think many of you will realize that this has probably already happened to you in other things. You know, maybe you went to college, you joined the military, you were gone for a few years, you started your own family, your own business, moved to another part of the country. You have different thoughts and opinions that aren't really a huge deal. It's just something different than what you grew up with. And then when you come back around the family after a few years, you get this feeling that they're trying to communicate something's wrong with you or they want to change who you are, not realizing that it took you many years of just evolution and experience in life to become the person you are today, which there's completely nothing wrong with, but it disagrees with what they're comfortable with. And therefore, they see it as something that needs to be fixed. So realize that that's a very strong possibility of what you're going to run into. Another thing to look into is how much information you want to share. So in the military and government side, especially in this kind of world, secrets and lies are all part of operational security, basically classified information, protected information, things you should not share and are not allowed to share. Because the more people that know your secrets, the easier it is for somebody to compromise those secrets. But that same thing can be true for you. If you're going into this in the more serious route of where you're trying to go off the grid, completely hide yourself, maybe you're making plans for evacuation that go beyond the idea of just a natural disaster. You know, you want to get to that point where you think or believe that in your lifetime, a catastrophic event will happen somewhere near you that requires you to follow what we call the bug out survival plan, potentially long term, like an apocalyptic movie, which I don't say it that way to make fun of anybody. That's a very real possibility. It's happened in many other parts of the world. You're going to have to figure out how much of that information you can really share or how detailed you can get. Personally, any plans that might even relate to that that I have, I don't even admit to people I have them. Some of them I do and give them a general idea, but I don't give many specifics. And I do it to protect that plan because I know that I can't always get people there or I know this individual I want to take with me, but I can't give them this information because they're awful chatty. And you have to figure out which information you're going to share and protect so you don't compromise your mission or your plan. And that can be difficult to do. You have to balance safety and security against maintaining healthy relationships and figuring out what you can say to them in an innocuous way. Perhaps you have to deliver in a way as though you're not even doing it that seriously in order to get them off the trail. Now, one thing is it's not that hard to do. It's not any different than if you're in a position where you don't share your financial information with, say, your family and closest friends. You don't consider it in either business if you have a lot of money or if you have a lot of debt. And it's just not something you consider appropriate. Treat it in that manner. Don't look at it as some super secret thing. Compare it to something else in your life you just don't freely choose to give to other people because it's none of their business. The problem you're going to run in here is when you think about some of the older shows and I talk about things like body language and deception, especially when I talked about parents, there's sayings we just come to believe, usually naturally and subconsciously, that we know whether or not somebody's behaving a certain way because of our natural long-term exposure to them. Now, a lot of times our gut instinct is correct on that. A lot of times it's wrong. 
So let's say it's generally right. Then you're in this situation like we talked to in the beginning where you disappear for 10 years, just living your normal life. You're not there every day all the time. Now you're there for the occasional holiday and you make that phone call every month or two. And then you show up and you're different. That's just one more thing that's different about you now. And it'll be looked at like you're behaving this way. You're being secretive, blah, 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 blah. Well, maybe you are. But at the end of the day, it's still none of their business if you don't want it to be because that's your information. So that's another issue that you can run into. One of the things about these relationships in general is in the professional gray man world, whether it's intel or military stuff, it can even be harder. And sometimes it goes down into lower levels of those maintaining relationships. You may not see that as much in the civilian life, but when you get to what we call the higher levels, what I call the higher levels, so I'm putting names on them and give you the right idea, is it's not uncommon for people to have families and a marriage that actually survives it. But it's very common to have people that are divorced multiple times. That happens in some of those communities, as supportive as they can be of families. And a lot of it is just due to the stress on the family. It's not uncommon to find people that don't have a family or are single looking to get into a relationship because that's what they want to do. And to find them dating within their community. Oftentimes they find it easier, believe it to be easier. Now there's just as many ups and downs as dating anybody else. One of the advantages you get is kind of the mutual respect for the job about what you can and can't talk about. Now, I personally have tried it once, and the only reason it didn't work out wasn't because of the professional side. It was because of personal issues on the other person's part they'd never dealt with that kind of affected where the relationship was going, and that's not uncommon either. But when you are in the community, especially farther into the community where information is more sensitive and more important to protect, then you get out and meet this regular everyday person. And almost from the beginning, the farther up you are, the totem pole of secrecy is the more you're lying to them in the beginning about who you are and what you do because you have to protect that information. Then you have to accept the fact of eventually you'll get to the point where you're going to be a little more truthful and honest with them because you feel safe to do so. Or you're in a job where they even have to have background checks and get cleared. And then you have to deal with the fallout of that. How are they going to react when they find out more of the truth? Now, there's a TV show called The Unit. It's kind of hokey, but it's based on some real-world missions inside a Tier 1 organization. So while it's kind of hokey, some of the missions are real. There's things about their life that are more realistic, at least in that time frame, 30 years ago. But one of the episodes, there's an individual there who's single, who works in a military Tier 1 unit. Dating this girl really likes her and really thinks it's going to go somewhere. So eventually he's going to have to talk to her. He starts preparing his friends and his friends' wives to talk to her, get her to understand without saying things they're not supposed to say what his job is and the effect it can have on their life. And this woman's dad finds out a little earlier and it kind of comes up a little earlier and it confuses her. So the guy goes to the girl and tells her, pretty much tells her. And she's having none of it because she was lied to. And therefore he's always going to lie. Well, while that might be true, and definitely is true to the point that he's not going to share a lot of information with her, that reaction is not uncommon, and that causes a lot of stress in people's lives. The other thing that TV show does kind of explain, depending on how you view the timeline of the show, in that situation, him with another girl and then another operator with another girl, it seems to happen rather quickly. Part of the reason why is there's many people who get in this world that don't have a lot of off-the-job relationships or associations except for that occasional contact to the family. There are people that before they got in that world were 
probably extroverts, sometimes introverts. They had no problem talking to people, making friends. Sometimes they have a job like I do where they talk to people all the time and that's your job. And the thing is, we get a lot of human interaction, but you don't get that personal close interaction and you don't realize what's missing there. So what happens is eventually you decide to start dating and you get close to people or want to get close to people. And sometimes it happens very quickly. And it may even feel slow to the person doing it, but to most people that see it or the other party it seems to be happening very quickly. And it's because there's part of that connection and need that we don't have fulfilled that we don't necessarily recognize because every other part is on overload because of the job. And then you go in there and it just kind of rapidly happens and you don't intend for it to and that can scare the other person off. That's why it can be difficult for so many people in that world to maintain relationships or even maintain bad ones sometimes the bad ones end quicker which can be a good thing but they have a difficulty maintaining relationships and not always dating sometimes it's just personal friendships i've lost a lot of friends just because of my job there are many friends i've had that have been close friends for a long time that i've had to distance myself from or they distanced themselves or something happened that was beyond my control or I thought was beyond my control. And it was to the point where I couldn't go back and fix it. Or if I could, I'd have to address too many things from that time to where I, I couldn't share it. I couldn't say. And it's not something that's normally going to work out in general or with that individual. So I just kind of have to let it go. But it can create a toll in your life. One advantage you have listening to this, if you're somebody who's trying to add more of this to your life, is you have an established lifestyle. You have what you do. And you're trying to add some of these features in, that's fine. That's no different than anything else. And the professional side, you're jumping into it, giving up everything else, even the new stuff you've created, it's all gone. And you jump into this lifestyle head on, which can create a lot of stress and a lot of issues. And then you have to deal with the job every day, which is pretty much a 24-7 situation, and you don't have anything else. This is your new life. And that's not something the average person has to deal with. And the thing is, when you have it into your new life, and you do all this stuff, it becomes overwhelming, intense, a lot of input, sensory input. And that, like anything, can have a huge impact on you. It's no different than when a kid goes to college, and especially when they choose to act out, or what may be described as acting out, where based on the life they lived before, there's a lot of things they want to do and try, and it comes at such a rapid amount that it completely alters their lives forever, whether it's good or it's bad. Another thing to consider, too, is depending on what you're doing with this information is always remember that it's easier to convince people or manipulate people of any idea when they have no idea who you are. The less interaction, the less time and ability they have to establish a baseline on even a type of person or just you specifically makes it easier to convince them of things. So if you go in the grocery store every day, you tend to see the same person. Maybe you say hi or hello. Occasionally you have a little more than that or it's just the normal stuff, and then one day you come in and they realize something's wrong. What that tells you is you've had a lot of interaction with this person, they've established a baseline at this point, they've identified something is different, and you probably lost sight of that and allowed something outside that building to affect you when you walked in to mess up your storyline. Okay, but that's minor, you can fix that. However, think of the people that are closest to you, the people that you have established relationships with, regular interaction, whether it's that mechanic you see all the time or it's a close family member or coworker. As you start to implement certain changes and stuff, you have to do them delicately and pay attention to what you're doing 
Because what will happen is they'll start viewing you with suspicion, especially when they've already had these ideas of who you are, how you act, how you behave, and be more true with family or very close friends. And they believe they're entitled to certain things and information about you. They don't realize it typically. It's usually subconscious, but they believe they have an entitlement to it. And they don't. And it's very difficult to have that conversation, so we usually skip that conversation. But then the more and more they push to identify things or learn things about you or things you don't want to share and then you don't, the more suspicious they become of you, which grows into resentment, which causes problems and conflicts, which many people in this world have seen many times. So know that going in. You have to be prepared for these conversations and how to handle them. The finesse and art of handling these conversations, just like running a source or trying to elicit information from an asset or to interrogate somebody, takes a lot of skill and time, even when they don't know you. And it's much more difficult when you know somebody very well. Part of the reason it can be difficult running and handling an asset for years, because they get to know you more and more and more. And if you don't allow even some sort of fake closeness or relationship to happen, they'll become suspicious and they'll think you can't be trusted. So then you add that to your family or that close friend, somebody that's close to you, they're definitely going to become suspicious. And you have to allow little pieces of things to happen as you build into this to give them the idea that they're getting that information they think they're entitled to, that they're getting that personal interaction, that they're knowing some of your secrets, that you're exposing yourself to them, even emotionally, something to cover up and help hide these things you don't want to share. When you don't do that, you eventually will see it catches up to you and they'll become suspicious and resentful. And then you'll lose out on that relationship, which may not be a bad thing or something you can get used to. Where it becomes difficult even for the pros is this could happen to a lot of people. And even if you're trying to manage it with everybody, it's not always the same thing. So if you've got 10, 20 relationships you're trying to manage regular interaction, they end up having a hard time and losing most, if not all of them. So you have to pick and choose where and when to give them a little sense of they're receiving the stuff they want to know in order to maintain that healthy relationship or you're going to lose out in the end just because they're going to get suspicious of your behavior. Aside from the effects this can have on other people, you also have to consider the effects that it has on you as an individual. And I'll use some of these experiences to explain that what you might happen to you very well might. And of course, this can by default affect other people as well. But maybe you just happen to know somebody who was in the military and was deployed perhaps has things they don't talk about. Maybe you believe or know for a fact they have PTSD or something that we would consider negative that we wish they didn't have or we want to help them with. One of the things you'll find is they don't talk to people about these things. And you have to have somebody you can talk to. That's why in these communities, even if you just watch YouTube videos on them, you always see that these guys kind of spend more time together. It's because the people you can talk to about the things that cause the stress in your life tend to be the ones that experienced with you after that, will be the ones that have experienced a definitely probably the same thing, just not that specific time that it happened to you. And then people in that community that can possibly understand it. And we typically don't take these to our closer family members because we know they can't understand it. And then a lot of times we don't want to cause them the stress or the pain trying to fix something that they can't affect because they don't understand or get it. Not to mention, we don't want them to see us as something that needs fixed or see us as something that's broken. And this is for those bigger, more negative things. 
That's why a lot of times you'll see people maintain very close relationships with people in their working community, even outside this world, whatever their working community is, talking a lot, complaining, praising, stuff on the job and people and everyday life of where their work is, something that affects them the most when they're away from home. And then those close relationships, especially like in marriages, they don't share those with those people for the reasons I mentioned and probably many others. And then that person builds resentment against it because they're not talking to them. They're talking to these other people and they want to be that important person in their life. And maybe you as an individual sees them as that important person in your life and you don't know how to explain to them why you don't talk to them about it. And that can cause issues as well. But you have to have that outlet, that group of people you can talk to. And that becomes very difficult in this world because there's so few the farther up the flagpole you go because of the secrecy and the information. That's why you have to be careful from the beginning while you're trying to do this what exactly really needs to be kept private as you're developing it that you don't want to share with a lot of people? Don't go into it thinking about everything like you're trying to be to the best of your ability, what you think the professional lifestyle is like, because that's going to have a huge negative effect on you and this is going to come crashing down. So while this is short and maybe not while everybody came to this podcast originally, this is part of discussions I've had with other people that I've been requested to talk about, which I want to do more in the future, but I don't want to make them really long or too frequent. But do, looking at a recap, understand a few things. Look for the signs of this stuff happening. Be prepared for the fact that it definitely will happen. And the earlier you can see the signs before it becomes more conscious and prevalent to these people, it has the effects based on what you're doing and what you do and do not tell. You can address those earlier, which makes it easier to be more subtle about it in order to control not only the information you're trying to protect or changes you're making in your life, but also to help that person positively move along with it, get along with it, understand and support it without crossing too many of those lines. You're still going to run into issues, but the more you can mediate that, the better off you will be. This is part of the reason why I bring it up is to mention earlier on in some of the episodes we talked about body language detecting deception. As I always talk about public places, people you don't interact with, people you don't know, starting with observation, followed by maybe direct interaction and not practicing on people that are close to you. They will see that stuff. They may not know what you're doing, but it's completely out of character and different. It doesn't have to be 10 years of silence. It could be somebody you see every day, but they'll realize subconsciously something is happening and that's not what you want. It doesn't help you develop those skills. That way, if you ever need to do it for somebody close to you, you'll be more prepared more trained, more experienced to where you have a better chance of doing it. But just know those things can always get seen. thing to remember is while you may want to have some of the skills that I or people like me have, just having those skills doesn't always benefit you. I have chosen to share a lot of information to people that I've tried to be in relationships with and dated and come to realize that a lot of times they're just there because they think that's cool and they want to know more about it. Or if there's any sort of conflict because they have preconceived notions of what that is, they believe you're just doing stuff to them all the time and you run into those issues. And then the less you share, no matter how you try to control it, when you try to do it from the beginning, you find that people have not only preconceived ideas, but part of this culture is that if you are secretive and don't share anything, it must be negative. And therefore they start to build this idea even subconsciously of who you are and how you behave and that causes problems. So there's not really a right answer. It's more about how you handle these situations as they come up, how prepared you are for them, and how you can manage them to determine what's going to work best for you. And while it's going to feel more difficult, it's actually easier and better for you 
to deal with this with relationships you already have, just like people in the military and intel community where they're already married, they already have families, whatever they got, then they get into these worlds and they're able to incorporate that is actually a lot easier than using that example from that TV show. People I've known who have been here for a while, then they got to meet somebody, try to get into a new friendship or relationship. Then they have to hide and protect information before they determine if they can even kind of bring that person into the fold. And then you run into the conflict of just being a liar. So while this isn't cool tradecraft stuff, these are things to be aware of. These are things to prepare yourself for and just something to think about that may help you along the way, may help you just understand somebody you know that was just perhaps in the military for a few years and deployed. It may not even pertain to you, but I bring it up now because the more you try to get involved into anything like this, the more you just make natural changes about who you are, these things do come up. That's why I mentioned earlier, things you've probably experienced in your life. It's more likely this is going to happen, so just be aware of it. Look for the signs. Use it as a way to check yourself about how you're behaving, how you're acting, what you're doing, what you're hiding from who and why, so that you can gain a better understanding of not only how they see things, but how you can affect how they see things. And do it from a good place, a good heart, trying to be positive and not trying to be a jerk about it when that's not necessary. There may be times that's necessary, but try to go into it from a good place, figuring out how to maintain and keep all those relationships and experiences you have in your life instead of losing them because that can be very stressful and depressing if you were to screw it up and lose all of them and then you have to deal with that stuff. And it's hard, it's constant, but you will eventually see this if you haven't experienced somewhere in your life. So just be aware of it. Do your best to manage it because that's all it's going to be is managing it. So don't forget, got the email now in the show notes. I'm going to start adding new sections. I did on the last one, not on this one, about things in the episode. So for those who heard the last episode, I did put the links in for Nord and those search engines just so you can find them. There won't be anything on this episode just because of the subject matter we're discussing. Don't forget to use that email to your advantage. Send me the questions that you have. I'm trying to check all these other podcasts. I did see a comment on Apple Podcasts I'm going to address So just check those out, shoot your questions to me, and we will have another story or training experience for you soon right here on Gray Man, Hiding in Plain Sight. 